0: Well, welcome everyone to Class 3 on our series on the teachings of the Catholic Church. And at the time that I'm recording this, we're in the season of Advent and we're approaching Christmas very soon, and I want to focus on the person of Jesus Christ. I think this will fit in very nicely to the celebration of Christmas at this time of year, but also it'll help us to understand what's most important in the whole area of what God reveals to us. The Church teaches that the fullness of God's Word is revealed in Jesus Christ. So it's most important for us to understand Him. Now remember from our last class we talked about Jesus as being divine and human. He has these two natures, divinity and humanity. And in Christmas time He was born of the Virgin Mary. There is a line in the Creed that I'm going to focus on right now for the sole focus of this class. For us men and for our salvation He came down from heaven and by the Holy Spirit was incarnate of the Virgin Mary and became man. So what this means is we're talking about how the Divine Son of the Father who is consubstantial with the Father, namely He has the same Divine nature as the Father who existed from all eternity Became human, and he received his humanity from Mary, the Virgin Mary. Again, sorry for my handwriting. Um, so this is so important for us men and for our salvation. He came down from heaven. So this means that Jesus, the Lord, has a reality of existence that that transcends history. He existed before his. Incarnation, which is when he became human, born of the Virgin Mary. But he's born into history with his humanity. He comes into our timeline. He comes into our human history. And this is what we celebrate in what we call the Annunciation, what we call the Incarnation, where Jesus takes to himself a human nature. And he has a human nature and a divine nature, and he becomes one with us. So one question we focus on at this point in the Catechism is, why did, why did Jesus become man? This is really, really important because it's going to answer for us really a lot of things we need to know about Jesus Christ, our Lord. Why did he become man? Well, the first reason, number one, is to save us, to save us. By the way, over here, I have the four pillars of our faith, the creed, the sacraments, morality, and prayer. Right now, we're working on the creed. But for the sake of space on my board, I'm going to erase this, and we're gonna put these four reasons I have now of why Jesus became man. And I want you to think about these things when we come to celebrate Christmas. Every time you look at a nativity scene, Think about these things. Why did he become man? Number one, to save us. To save us. You know how we call Jesus our Lord and Savior. He's come to save us. What is this all about? Well, he's come to save us from our sins. Now, when I get to the section on baptism, and also on morality. We'll talk more about the reality of sin. But it's like this. If you look at humanity, humanity even today, if you put on the news, if you look at the whole history of humanity, if you could have an intimate awareness of everything going on all over the world today in everyone's life, you would come to the conclusion that there's a lot of good stuff going on, but there's something wrong with humanity. There's a lot of problems. It's like the, there's like a, a weight. There's something oppressing humanity from achieving its perfect greatness. And this weight, this oppression of humanity, is the reality of sin. And we gotta take this reality seriously. So much violence in the world, so much sickness, so much suffering, so much death, so many wars, they say on any given day there's over a hundred wars going on all over the earth. So much war and violence in history, so much, so much evil, so many bad things have been done by people to people. It seems like there's something wrong with humanity. And no matter how hard we try to make things better, and we should, we never achieve perfection. It seems that even the best things we put together ourselves, at some point they fall apart. There's all kinds of trouble. You get to the point where you'd be like, boy, there's something wrong with the project of humanity. That God, who is perfect in Himself, created humanity and something isn't right. That something that isn't right is the reality of sin. We'll talk more about this later, but in the story of Adam and Eve, they were created by God and they're created with a certain oneness with God, their will and their intellect was one with God. And the reality of sin came into their heart, into their minds, and they went down the path of sin, and the first thing they did was they ran away from God. They were afraid of God, they wanted nothing to do with them. and then the Bible becomes like a story of the impact that sin has on humanity, and it's not pretty. So much trouble in the world, so many, so many lies, so many dishonorable ways people conduct themselves, so much trouble. Well, humanity needs a savior. We can't save ourselves. The good thing is God sends someone to save us. He sends his son Jesus Christ. So when you think about all of the problems in the world, and when we do, it can overwhelm us. Especially if you have a an occupation life that puts you face to face every day in the face of human sin. If you happen to be a police officer or a maybe a doctor who deals with trauma and stuff like that, emergency room, if you're dealing with situations in life where there's all kinds of trouble, you come to the reality that we need someone to save us. That someone is Jesus Christ. So humanity is not a hopeless cause because Jesus Christ comes to save us. If he did not, then the story of humanity would be meaningless. It would look like, yeah, it was nice, but... Maybe God made a mistake. It seems that humanity, human life, is always moving towards some kind of problem, some kind of difficulty, eventually to death. It's very negative when you think of it. We don't want to think that way. We don't want to think with negativity. So we look to Jesus Christ. He comes to save us from sin, from our sins and from the sins of the world. Remember when St. Joseph was told by the angel that Virgin Mary was going to have a child The angel said to St. Joseph that he shall save his people from their sins. That this son, this mysterious son of Mary, will save his people from their sins. That's the biggest problem in humanity, is sin. And Jesus Christ came to save us from our sins. And we have to look at how he does this. The next thing that answers the question, why did Jesus Christ become man? Why did the Son of God become man? The Catechism says, so that we might know God's love. I'm just going to put God's love. So that we might know God's love for us. Jesus says in the Gospel of St. John, God so loved the world that he gave his only Son. Jesus Christ came to show us God's love. Now, if you go back to the story of Adam and Eve when they committed their first sin, their next step was they turned completely away from God. They wanted nothing to do with God anymore. They did not look at God as a friend. They did not look at God with a vision of love. Instead, they looked at God with terror and fear. They wanted nothing to do with God. They were afraid of God, so they ran away from Him. Today, there are many people who don't like to think about the mystery of God because it can be frightening for them. They can feel a sense of guilt because of their own sins. They can feel maybe because so much trouble has come into their lives or they've seen in others' lives that God does not love them. Do you know there are people who believe in God, but they don't believe that God loves them? That's not a good spot to be in. Jesus Christ came so that you might know God's love for you. Jesus came to show God's love to all of us, So, if you ever feel that your life has no value, that your life is not important, if you ever feel that you've lost hope in life, that God does not accept you, remember this, that Jesus Christ came to show us God's love. That's why He came. Think of the nativity scene, the baby Jesus. No one would be afraid to draw near to the baby Lord Jesus, to the Christ child. And he comes to us in that manner. This great God, this source of all life in the universe, comes to us as the baby Lord Jesus at Christmas, so that no one will be afraid to approach him. Jesus came to show us God's love, so that we would know God's love. Think about this. There are people in this world, you might know people who, they go through so many tough times in their life they've been rejected they've they've been treated very badly they've maybe they've committed a lot of sins on their own that have caused a lot of trouble and problems in their own lives and the lives of others, and they get to the point of despair. they get to the point where they think about the reality of life for them is not worth it anymore. They lose hope, they lose hope, they give in to despair, and it can be very tragic. some people walk through life with the sense of despair, the sense that at the end of the day, their life has no value, that life itself is, is not helpful to them, that maybe life is good for others, but not for them. Well, Jesus Christ comes to shatter that illusion. And it is an illusion. God came to show in Jesus Christ His love for us. So now think about this. If you've ever been to the point of despair, Maybe you're there now. You've been treated so horribly by others, by your experience in life. You've been beat up in, by life. Jesus came to show you that the fundamental biggest reality of life is a reality of love for you. And that big reality, that fundamental reality, is God himself. That means life is good. That there is a goodness in life that is available for you. And that is found ultimately and only in Jesus Christ. So Christmas is a time where we're supposed to come into this awareness of God's love for us. That God is not this mystery so far above that His goodness and eternal life is inaccessible to us. He comes right to us. He's also referred to as Emmanuel, which means God with us. God is coming in Jesus to show us his love. If you ever feel that God does not love you, you have to look to Jesus, and that'll solve that problem for you. But you have to look to him every single day. The third reason why the Lord, why the Son of God became man, is to be our model of holiness, our model. Our model of holiness. I feel like we all need heroes in life. We need someone that we look up to that can inspire us that we can try to learn from from their example. And we tend to get heroes early on in our life. Those heroes could be family members or relatives. They could be famous people such as you know movie stars or sports figures or whatever. People are very successful and we look up to them and we try to maybe learn something from them to imitate some good characteristic in their life. But you know every hero we have in our lives falls short of perfection. No one's perfect. No one's perfect. You might have a hero and he or she is really really good in several parts of their lives but in some other part not so good. Every hero at some point fails us because our heroes are weak human beings just like ourselves. They're going to face their own suffering, their own sins, they're going to face death. Well, Jesus Christ came to be our model, to be the greatest hero we can ever have. He's become our model. And one of the Apostles says that Jesus gave us an example so that we would follow in his footsteps. Jesus Christ is our role model for holiness or basically for how to live on the right path with everything in life. With what the meaning of life is all about. We find that ultimately in Jesus Christ. With relationships. Jesus shows us how to live relationships that are based on love and on justice and mercy and goodness and truth. In getting our priorities in the correct order Jesus Christ is a great model to have. In how to deal with the reality of temptation and sin, Jesus Christ is our role model. We have to look to him. How to face betrayal. If you've ever been betrayed by someone who was your friend, it's really tough, it's really painful. Jesus Christ's been there, he'll show you how to deal with it. In how to deal with the reality of suffering, which is all around us, how to face suffering Suffering that seems to derail our life's purpose. Boy, suffering really derailed Jesus Christ. If you look at his life, his whole life was one of suffering. He shows us how to deal with suffering. How to deal with a sense of being abandoned by God. Or how to deal with despair. Jesus Christ, on the cross, went to the place of despair. And he showed us how to face despair. And then, how to deal with death. Death is something that is very much in evidence today. There's so much suffering and death in the world now. But Jesus Christ shows us how to face death, the death of others, and our own death. He shows us how to have hope in life. So, one of the things we have to do is, in order for Jesus to be our model... We've got to read the Gospels. We can't have a hero or a role model and not look at their life and not look at their example. Read the Gospel. Start with the Gospel of St. Matthew and then St. Mark and St. Luke and St. John and you're going to see a lot of things about how Jesus Christ moves through his life on this earth. It's going to help you very much in facing some of the most important things that you will face in your own life. Jesus is the best model to have. He will never let us down. He will never fail us. And in His resurrection, He emerges victorious over all of the difficult things that we ourselves will face in our life's journey. Jesus came to become our model of holiness. Let's not let this model pass us by. In our life's journey, let's make sure we know what model He is, what is the example that He sets. Read the Gospel read the Gospel. Now, I just want to put in a plug for something. Um, There's a really nice app that you can put on your smartphone. It's called the Truth In Life Dramatized Audio New Testament. Truth In Life. You can look it up. Truth In Life Bible New Testament. And they do this dramatic reading of the New Testament. The Gospels are really awesome because the way they do it, you can actually imagine the scene unfolding before you as you listen. It's a very good application to have a good, Um, audio series to listen to, to help you to understand who Jesus is. The other thing I want to mention in this regard, with regard to letting Jesus be our model, is Bible studies. One of my favorite Bible studies is by a man named Jeff Cavins, and he did this whole series. It's an ongoing series called uh, The Great Adventure, and he goes through the whole Bible and the Gospels and the New Testament, and it really helps us to see how Jesus Christ is our model. We are so blessed today that we have access to so many good Bible studies, whether in our parishes, whether through the Internet or through different forms of media. It's a really good thing. The best model you can have for what's most important in your life's journey is Jesus Christ the Lord. He'll never let you down. He never will. The final reason why Jesus Christ came why he became man is so that we can share in the life of god share in the life of god boy this handwriting is horrible it gets worse all the time you know he came so that we can share in the life of god so, a lot of times people think of God in ways that are not accurate. They think of God as just this ultimate Supreme Being who is just against them and so far from them. They think of God as, as some reality that is inaccessible to them or is only going to judge them and, you know, make them feel guilty for their sins. But Jesus Christ came, this is something that Saint Peter said, so that we could be partakers of the divine nature. Think about this, Jesus Christ is human, and in His humanity, He's one with us. We are already partakers in the human nature of Jesus, but He also has a divine nature. He's consubstantial with God the Father. So He came so that we can share in this divine nature. So He's not only a model, but He's someone who's going to be a real friend to us. He's going to bring us right into his own life of God, of divinity. And we come to this through the sacraments and through prayer. And we're going to get into that in in subsequent classes. Anyway, this is my lesson for today. I don't want to go on any further. I think this will be a good lesson to bring with you as you come to the Christmas season, as you meditate upon the nativity of Jesus. Why did Jesus come to us? He came... save us and he can and he does again and again he came so that we might know God's love for us if you believe in Jesus Christ if you really believe in him you have to come to this awareness that God loves you and he loves you right now and he loves you personally he knows you better than you know yourself and he loves you that's what Jesus Christ comes to reveal and uh, you can't stop Jesus Christ he knows what he's doing he's got all the power he's the Lord came to be our model of holiness. He's the greatest hero we could ever have. Look up to him. Study his life in the Gospels and try to allow something of his life to come into your life. And he came so that we can share in the divine life of God. And that's the life that lasts forever. So, the good thing is you really don't have any homework because I mistakenly gave you all the reading for this series of classes, this one and the next one, last class I gave it to you, Um, I'm going to give it to you now just as a reminder, in the Compendium of the Catechism, if you haven't read it already, go up to paragraph 135, up to paragraph 135, and that's going to be a um, further explanation of the life of Jesus Christ. We're still going to be continuing in this section in our next class also. All right. God bless you.